Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Samuel City Council on last night, uh, they dealt with a number of the issues that we've talked about over the last couple of weeks here, some controversial, uh, some visionary. Uh, one of the ones that spent uh, took an awful lot of the time, of course, was uh, the, uh, I, I guess, finalizing the details about the, the Grey Cup bid. Now, that went before General Issues Committee a while ago, and there were some uh, questions raised by some of the councillors about, uh, you know, should we make our bid uh, numbers uh, public information? Uh, the CFL, the Tiger Cats, and uh, everyone else was saying, you can't do that. These are the rules, and there has to be some confidentiality uh, going forward. Well, uh, the uh, good guys won the big. I'm a big supporter of this, obviously, and I think it's going to be great for the city. Uh, And one of the folks that was actually steering council through this, and I think was very instructive in the information uh, as it was coming forward, was Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger, and he joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Mr. Mayor, thank you for the time. Good to have you with us today. Good morning, Bill. You know, the difference, uh, Mr. Mayor, between the General Issues Committee and Council is usually three or four days, a week or so. Uh, it, it looked to me from what I saw last night is that was time well spent, because I think you and a few other people spent an awful lot of time, uh, I think, clearing up some of the misconceptions about what some of your colleagues had on Council. Yeah, I think we had some, some time to uh, kind of, everybody had some time to reflect, and we also had some time to alter the motion so that we would... Uh, be able to spell out exactly what it is that we're prepared to provide, but not necessarily put the number on it. And I think that for our staff, that that was the big concerning issue, and for the uh, for the uh, CFL and for the Tiger Cats is why would you, uh, you know, put all your numbers on the table before you you've been successful? So where we ended up last night was a a more comprehensive motion to indicate uh, the things that we would do to help support the bid. Most of them are in kind uh, contributions; they have a cost, but they're still in kind. And uh, without putting the, uh, the overall number on it, and at the same time say that uh, if the bid is successful, all of the numbers will become public. And that was always the intention. I think no one, no one wants to keep a secret here in terms of what the cost would be. No one, quite frankly, argued against participating in the bid. Uh, everyone was 100% behind this. Uh, it was really just a question of process. And, um, you know, we have some that, uh, that are very focused on process, and as we should be. Uh, and, and making sure that at, at some point uh, that the numbers become public, it's totally open and transparent, and of all the things that we're doing to, to help support this for not only the Tiger Cats, but uh, the CFL, and for our community in terms of the economic development spinoff, is, uh, is uh, totally open and transparent and public. It's a question of timing. So uh, you don't uh, you don't negotiate with somebody by uh, putting all your cards on the table right at the very beginning. We have other projects that are happening in the community that our staff are negotiating as we speak, and uh, you know, putting a number out there would prejudice uh, those uh, you know discussions. So ultimately, uh, I think we ended up at the right place. Well, uh, the thing that I think bothered me about this, you know, and you and I talked about this uh, the last time you were here in studio, and I've talked to some of your council colleagues. We've talked with representatives from the Tiger Cats, and 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 I got a little ticked off about the insinuation from some people that there was something covert going on. And, and as you explained it, and I thought the other parties involved in this explained it, this is how you do business. There has to be some sense of confidentiality when there's a bid process in place, and, and people have to understand that. Yeah, and I think, uh, I think they came around to that. And, uh, you know, we, uh, you know some, some are you know, of the view that everything that we do as a city should be made public, uh, you know, right away. Well, you know, there are, there are you know, issues that uh, could harm the city and the taxpayers uh, if we do that in certain, certain instances. So confidentiality is maintained when, it become, when it's a, a, a human resource issue. When there's contractual issues that we're dealing with, 
Uh, there's a, there's a period of time that there is a confidentiality associated with that. And when it comes to legal advice, you don't uh, put all your cards on the table. You want to protect the interests of the taxpayer. So you can't, in, in some instances, in, in that very, on those very narrow margins, uh, there needs to be confidentiality because you're, you're potentially going to cost the taxpayers more money if you portray that. And so uh, there's good reason for it. It's not because we want to keep secrets. It's because we want to protect costs. We want to protect the, the process. We want to be successful in the bid. So why would you compromise that? And at the same time, uh, you know, ultimately, all of this will be public information, and that's always the case. I, as you guys were going through this yesterday, I, I was reminded of an event that happened, and this was way back when I was on council. It was the first time that uh, it looked like we were going to get the the Canadian Open back at Hamilton Golf and Country Club. So that would have been what two thousand two, two thousand something yep. like that. And and we had a, we had a, an in camera session with the the Royal Canadian Golf Association, the RCGA. And their representatives were saying, okay, this is what we wanted, this is what we said, but this has to stay in this room because there are three other cities that are bidding for this, and if they see this, then they're going to alter their bids, and it's, it's going to be very tricky. And I thought, right. okay, I can understand that. And, and I, I walked into the, the uh, counselor's lounge uh, to grab a cup of coffee as this was going on, and there's one of the other counselors on the phone to the media with spewing the numbers out, and, and we almost lost the bid. I mean, because it was yep. published the next day, and and all of a sudden, you know, the you know what hit the fan, and we had to rejig everything. And I thought, uh, and you don't do that in the business world. And and I'm glad that council seemed to come around and understand exactly what has to be done here. Yeah, you know, you don't. Not only do you not do that in the business world, you wouldn't do that on a on a personal basis either. You don't uh, you don't buy a house uh, and uh, you know right right off the get go tell them exactly what you're uh, what you're prepared to pay. You negotiate. And, and you don't make that a public issue. You don't broadcast that all over the place. You don't share that with, uh, you know, everybody that you can, uh, you can find. You basically keep it between you and the, the buyer and the seller and the, and the agent. And so, uh, and if, uh, you know, someone else knows that you're prepared to pay $500,000 and uh, they know that you did that in a previous uh, negotiations, uh, well, guess what the number is going to be the next time you negotiate. So this is not just, uh, you know, a council issue, not just a business issue. It's, it's an everyday issue that people maintain confidentiality on their personal matters, on their, the things that they negotiate, on the, you know, the finances that they're involved in. Uh, you know, that, that, that becomes, a, uh, I, I think, an issue of protecting their interests in whatever it is that they're participating in. And that's exactly the same for, for the city. Uh, you know, having people portray that either costs you the bid or costs you more money. Uh, one way or the other, and so uh, you know we want, we don't want either one of those things to happen. We want to we want to be efficient with uh, the tax dollars that we have. We don't want to spend unnecessarily that we don't have to because we betrayed some sort of a bid process. And at the same time, we want to make sure that uh, the bids that are that we are participating in, or contracts that we're negotiating, we're getting the best price for the uh, the city of Hamilton. That's uh, that's sensible, logical thing to do, and it happens in everyday life. Uh, the, so, and I was glad to see that a number of councillors who actually had some reservations at the uh, General Issues Committee uh, with that new information seemed to come around and understand uh, the, the, the complexity of this and what had to happen. And a few of them changed their votes. And I, you got to give them credit for being open-minded about that and listening to the information that was available to them. But there's another yeah. side to this, too, and I, you brought it up in your, your comments last night, Mr. Mayor. Uh, is city staff and the Tiger Cats, I mean, th- your staff did an awful lot of the heavy lifting here, and an awful lot of this work was done before it actually came to council. And and, right. uh, and Tourism Hamilton has to be a, a player in this as well. I mean, an awful lot of people have put some in, uh, heavy-duty work into this. We have, we have very talented people that know what they're doing when it comes to event uh, organizing and event bids. This is what they do as a, a full-time part of their job. They also not only bid on them, they also make them happen. 
And so, uh, you know, very talented, experienced people. And when they when they come to me and say, Mr. Mayor, that you know, if we let these numbers out, this is going to compromise this bid and other potential bids. I'm listening to these professionals that know what they're doing. Uh, I don't I don't uh, get involved in the bid processes that uh, that they are involved in day to day and do it every day. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're they're not only bidding on the, this particular thing. They've, they've got conferences that are coming into town that they help facilitate. Uh, there are. There are meetings that uh, that are held in various locations throughout the city that they help facilitate. And then, of course, we look at the Junos and the Country Music Awards, all of them catering to a certain audience out there that people love, and that actually helps promote uh, business in, in our community at the same time. So, you know, every time there's a major event in the city of Hamilton, downtown or otherwise, we have, uh, we have uh, you know, the restaurants fill up, uh, the bars, the taverns, the music's, uh, you know, going everywhere brings vitality and life to our uh, inner city. I mean, it just promotes business. You know, there's a $100 million economic impact. Now, I would say, you know, we're always a little <clears throat> jaundiced when it comes to that. Uh, you know, those numbers tend to be high. But if, even if it's half as much, that's a significant investment back into the city of Hamilton. So our professional event staff, tourism staff, Carrie Brooks Joyner, Sharon Murphy, the, these folks have been doing this for decades. They know what they're doing. Uh, they've uh, brought an enormous amount of great events to our community. I have nothing but the greatest respect for them. And when they tell me that, uh, that there's an issue here that we need to protect, I'm all ears. Well, and to that point, I, I was talking about the the, the Canadian Golf uh, the Open, and uh, of course, just previous to that, of course, with the World Cycling Championships, and we were relatively new, uh, you know, back in those days, and it was a matter of okay, we're, we're not really good at this yet, uh, but you've got some people with a track record now, and you've just mentioned a number of the uh, world class events and national events that have come to Hamilton right now, and I'm not suggesting they've got a pattern and they just follow it because every event is different and takes a different skill set to be able to do this, but you've got some top notch pros in the city now. Top-notch pros, you know, it's always the quality of the people you have and the relationships that they build. So over the years, they've built great relationships with all of these organizations, and they keep coming back now because they know that when they land here in Hamilton, it's a smooth ride. People know what they're doing. They have a, they have a, a roadmap that uh, it's already mapped out. They, uh, they give them the assistance they require in terms of uh, developing and uh, engineering the venues that are happening. And when you have a, a Juno Award, it's not just a one-evening event that happens, uh, you know, in one night at the uh, at the arena it's a it's a week long event with whole a whole array of venues happening throughout the entire city from uh, you know one one side of the city to another and many 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 locations downtown and along the waterfront and all of that is facilitated and organized through the, the good work of our great staff so i uh, you're right i think we have uh, top notch people that have uh, developed a, a talent and a, and a reputation for being a solid a well, well-oiled team that uh, that can help facilitate these events happening in Hamilton in a very positive and effective way, and that's why we're getting this kind of attention. Uh, the Great Cup has not been here for a while. We've had the Junos recently. We had this, you know, the Country Music Awards. You, you mentioned uh, the uh, the bike races that uh, I'm sure are you know looking for a location again. I mean, our reputation actually precedes ourselves because the quality of the people that are doing this work. Have uh, have really built the kind of relationships that are that's holding the city of Hamilton in good stead and has a good reputation for hosting these things. Listen, there's, there's something that wasn't lost on me as I was uh, watching the proceedings, uh, and, and and I wanted you to comment on this too. Uh, and and listen, the Tiger Cats and and, and the city were in, involved in a rather 
acrimonious discussion, shall we say. And, and in hindsight, I look at this and say, I think both parties, both the city and the Tiger Cats, were victims of some incompetence by higher levels of government and the people they mm-hmm. hired, but you got thrown together. Uh, it was pretty clear last night from your comments, clearly, uh, the Tiger Cats' comments when they were at GIC and a number of the councillors, that that's way back in the past and everybody's moving on and working together now. Absolutely. And you know what? Uh, you know, I, I more than anyone, uh, you know, uh, felt, felt the impact of that, I think, uh, you know, through an election and through a you know, stadium issue. My therapy is over. I have to tell you, <laughs> I'm done with that. I'm, uh, I'm now well beyond therapy. I'm, uh, I'm healed. And, uh, you know, I think the relationship is now terrific. Uh, we have an ongoing relationship with uh, Bob Young and the Tiger Cats and the leadership there. Everybody's working from a from a platform on what's in the what's in the best interest of the event. Uh, you know, of course, the Tiger Cats have an interest. Everyone's got their interest, but we're doing it in a, such a way that we don't have the controversies anymore. We're not uh, we're not debating a stadium location. The lawsuits are all gone. Uh, you know, we had our issue in terms of uh, you know I.O. Ontario and uh, you know the kind of stadium they left us. We're, we're past that now, and everybody's bringing that stadium into. A, into uh, the, the condition that it needs to be in, so we got a top-notch facility, and we've got a team that cares about uh, cares about Hamilton, and uh, you know ne- that was never in question. It was always the the debate around uh, you know the various issues that we were dealing with. So we're well past that. Uh, I think the partnership has evolved, and you know as long as we re- remain respectful of the needs of not only the city, the Tiger Cats, and uh, and the community at large, we're going to be in uh, good shape and. Uh, you know, some of the players, uh, Glenn Gibson's been a, a great uh, advocate for the Tiger Cats, has, br- has brought some uh, a steady influence to their operation. Uh, you know, they, uh, Mr. Mitchell, as much as I've uh, had disagreements with them, uh, we have a, uh, we have a, you know, a working relationship that's functional and uh, working quite nicely. Thank you very much. And so, uh, you know what, uh, we're past it. We're on to uh, bigger and better things. And, uh, you know what, we all say that, the, you know, this football team has been, uh, you know, a dynasty here in Hamilton that uh, that I've always respected. And uh, from, from here to forward, we're going to continue to work to ensure that uh, what's good for the Tiger Cats is good for the city, is good for the fans, and it's good for the community as a whole. Did you get any uh, indication at all as to when we're actually going to get a decision on this? I mean, Mr. Ambrosi, when he was at, at the General Issues Committee, said he thought he was going to get uh, something by the end of the month. Now I'm hearing it could be early February. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's February is what I'm hearing. So uh, you know, I, which I don't think is too long to wait. I think uh, you know the the Great Cup is not happening until November sometime, or you know, certainly not this year, but the year that they're applying for this. So I expect that we'll hear something in February. Yeah, you know, save and save and accept uh, you know whatever wrinkles that might come up in the meantime. But it seems to me that uh, you know this bidding process has also been refined on the CFL side. So they uh, they also know what they want. And uh, they've had some great events, uh, you know, in, in recent years in terms of it's really expanded the, the, uh, the, the week-long uh, Grey Cup event has become quite, uh, quite the national event, much bigger than just a single game. It's, it's really a m- much more of an entertainment event. And so uh, they know what they want. They know what they're looking for. So I imagine that they'll, they'll, they'll have a speedy process that uh, will get us a decision in February. Well, all we need now is to uh, get a nice new arena, and we can take a shot at the Memorial Cup <laughs> after that, I guess. But uh, let's let's deal with this okay. one first, I guess. Okay, I'm, uh, my eyes starting to twitch again. <laughs> Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger, thanks so much for the time, Mr. Mayor. Thanks a lot, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. 
Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.